Have big plans for your laundry room? So does Lowe's. Right now, save big on a Samsung large capacity top load washer and dryer that was $949 and now is just $679 each. Samsung's newest washing machine comes in a stylish champagne finish and has more capacity for large loads to cut down on wash time. And with the innovative Samsung dryer, set sensor dry to help dry clothes more evenly. Shop at Lowe's now with free delivery. Valid through 120, U.S. only. You broke my heart! Now I'm gonna break something of yours! All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to an episode of Heartbreak Hotel. My name is Sid, and I'm the resident manager here. For those that haven't tuned in yet, Heartbreak Hotel is a place where guests come to stay in order to discuss their profound secrets, things that might be bothering them for some time, or if they simply need to talk about anything that will make their minds lighter. We strive to maintain an atmosphere of pure non-judgment for our guests. They're made to feel as comfortable as possible and truly thanks them for sharing their stories. By the way, every guest that stops by is fully anonymous. So, please allow me to welcome another guest that has been gracious enough to come stay at the hotel and share her story. I personally am very excited for this because I'm always on the side of turning tough losses of heartbreak into solid wins and breakthroughs that lead to much happier chapters in life. Today's guest is also a proponent of the F Society's Rules School of Thought, my personal favorite, and chooses to live her life the way she wants that makes her the happiest. Okay, I've done enough talking already. Let's get right into it. So, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. It's been it's it's been a while. Yeah, a long time. Absolutely. So what brings you in today? I just want to let you know that Heartbreak Hotel makes sure that its guests have a comfortable atmosphere where they're not judged for the, any decision that they made and anything. So, you know, please feel com- uh, comfortable and whatever story you want to tell. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest thing that brought me here, and I think if you can turn anything that has made you upset, but you've learned from it, right? Um, if you can share that story with other people, you can actually prevent someone else from feeling upset at the end of the day and that right there is why i started podcasting because yeah. because you know there's people out there that you know what I'm, I'm i'm blessed with this life you're blessed with this life and we have yeah. friends that we can turn to in our times of need right yeah uh, what if there's people out there that just cry themselves in their pillow and they yeah. just have to see, see this see themselves in the mirror and just move on with their lives and deal with whatever pain they have yeah. and that's it but if they can listen to something like this right yeah and like wow like there's there's a girl out there or there's a guy out there that like knows how I feel right now. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, it's soothing, right? It, it, it's, we're, all, yeah. we're all human at the end of the day. But yeah, so like what brings you in today? Yeah, so obviously there's tons of stories I think on my end that I'd love <laughs> to share. Um, you know, really it's about learning from heartbreak because I think people look at it as probably some of, one of the worst things that can happen to you. But in fact, until you've experienced heartbreak, you'll never know who you truly are as a person. I totally agree with that yeah and you know the reality is is that you know experiences like that are the ones that really define your character whereas if you're not put in those situations you'll never be truly tested and you'll just go about life you know la-di-da yeah this is me I know who I am I am this 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 and you need that kind of you need someone to slap you in the face sometimes right right. I mean when we're pushed against the wall right it brings out that realness inside of us right definitely Uh, and yeah just like when you're facing that situation uh, it's fight or flight right yeah if you've heard of that and in some situations some people choose to flee and some people will face the problem head on and deal with the consequences right yeah Uh, so what specifically what specific heartbreak stands out in your head that that has turned over that new leaf for you yeah, I think it would definitely be, you know, your 
my my last relationship, which uh, definitely defi- what was at a critical stage in my life, uh, which is what made it even more um, memorable. And that's why it had a bigger impact in my life. Uh, I think a lot of mid 20 somethings can relate to that real first love when you're out of school, um, you know, when you're actually an adult and not just, you know, having a high school fling or anything like that. (laughs) So, um, you know, as much as those things are great, uh, this is the real down and dirty because you're not, you know, just seeing each other in school all the time. You're in the thick of it with work, figuring out who you are as a person. Right. Um, You're out in the real world. So there's no such thing as, you know, oh, just write an exam and go party and live your life. This is every single day of your life. Um, And this is really where you're defining your long-term goals. Because until school really ends and you're in the real world, you don't really know what that means. And you start questioning a lot of things that you you thought were real. Um, So this is kind of my story around you know, dating really my best friend and in at the time what who the person I thought I was going to be spending the rest of my life with, which I'm sure a lot of people do. I think most people go into relationships thinking it's going to turn out well. Right. Absolutely. I mean, if you don't, then yeah. <laughs> it's already off to a bad start. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is really a story of my best friend. Uh, we were pretty much together all throughout university, had a great time. You know, I think we experienced everyone would call us say that we're the same person, we're the opposite gender version of each other. Very nice. Um, so I think we never saw the fact that we would actually we would actually make a great couple or there's something special there. Um, it really sp- sprung up on us probably when we were graduating university and we realized, oh wow, this is this could be something special. Um, we started off the relationship. I think there were already some issues, you know, with um, some previous relationships and kind of transitioning to this one. It was just a little, it was definitely messy. From both sides? Like no, from his, one side. Oh, from one side. Okay. From one side. Um, his side, your his side? side. Oh, okay. His side, his side, yeah. Um, I think you know me from, I'm very, I don't date a lot of people. <laughs> fair, no, that's fair. You, you pick and choose wisely. Yeah, but that doesn't always mean that you make the right choice. <laughs> So, but that's life, right? That's how we live and learn, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I I don't regret the decision at all. I think everything I did in that relationship, I still stand by to this day. And I'm really proud of myself and how I handled myself. I definitely... That's the most mature thought about it. Yeah. And I definitely realized the mistakes I made. As much as it's easy to point fingers and say, oh, that person's crazy, so I left them. Or that person's this and that. Right. Um, you, If you fail to realize that you contributed to that in some way or another, then you're just as crazy as that person because it's, ah. there's two sides to every story and it's always going to be a matter of pers- perspective totally at the end respect of the day. That. Um, so yeah, we started dating. I Sorry, think... you guys were friends for a while, right? Yeah, we, we, I would consider him my best friend. And Oh, you guys were best friends for a while yeah. and then something, so you're about to get into this, something happened where you're like, wow, maybe we, maybe we can take this to another level. Yeah. And what sparked that? Um, I think it was a matter of being in business school you know, the people we were around, I think we both realized that we weren't like them at all. Okay. Um, our aspirations, our goals, although we were both going towards very corporate jobs, we didn't, we just felt a disconnect. And, Interesting. you know, we started traveling at the same time. So I think that brought out that new side to both of us where we both grew and were maturing at the same time. So when you go through experiences, critical experiences in life at the same time, then you 
you're just bound to be drawn to someone because you feel like they understand your hurt. They understand Absolutely. what you're going through. So it's more so I found a companion who just gets me. And That's beautiful. And sometimes, you know, your your childhood friends won't get that because they haven't gone through those experiences with you at such a pivotal stage in your life. Right. Which is your And when you when 20s. you're with that significant other, your significant other sees this other half of you that is uh, not even other half this piece of you that is not revealed to either your parents or your family yeah. or your friends or anything, right? Only they see that. Yeah. So they can see you at your most vulnerable, they can see yeah. you at your, at your strongest, right? Yeah. And I think that that's what builds that understanding, right? Definitely. I think that that at the end of the day is what makes love so beautiful, I think. It's the most beautiful force on earth, man. I, I strongly believe in that. And, and I think the one thing I, I that's definitely extremely positive that I took away from that relationship is as someone who was raised in a very typical South Asian household where it was all about, don't worry about love, just focus on your grades, focus on your career, this, this, this. And that was always my mindset. I was like, oh, love, yeah, that'll happen. You know, it's kind of like right. my priority in life is to be a career person and this and that. And I think that flipped my everything I knew to be true on its head because I realized I don't give a sh Sorry, if, I don't know if I can swear here, no, but that's right. that's I don't fine. give a shit about what I'm doing in this world and how much money I make. At the end of the day, as human beings, we just want to be loved and we want to give love. And that's what makes life beautiful because if you don't have that and you see a bunch of people who are rich, but they're broken inside, love is probably one of the most fulfilling things in the world. And I, I will always credit my ex with revealing that to me, no matter how difficult that relationship was. He is definitely the person who brought that out in me. I literally cannot. I'm speechless right now because I cannot agree with you anymore. Because that that is exactly you've you've put it perfect uh, perfectly in a nutshell, right? Yeah. Love is the most powerful uh, force on earth. And at the end of the day, man, I don't. We shouldn't care about status. We shouldn't care about where we are in life. These problems, like oh, I hate my coworker, this, that, blah. blah. You know what I mean? Like those Matter. are the problems that I don't want to have in my life. Yeah. Right. And yes. As human beings, our our innate desire, our you know, eternal desire is to be loved, is yeah. to be held, is to be like, you know, nurtured or whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? Um that's the most beautiful thing. And I in in my life, if I if I have that, that is my wealth and my health yes. and my you know what I mean? And 100%. that's I made it. I I've climbed my mountain and that I, I would not want to share this summit, this these beautiful views yeah. with anybody else but my significant other beside me. Yeah, right? 100%. And $10 million in my bank account cannot change that feeling for me, right? Yeah. They cannot buy that feeling for me, right? You can't. It, it's one, it's, you can't even, I can't even describe it sometimes. Right. And, you know, that, I will always be grateful for that experience. I right. think at the end of the day, no matter where I go in life, I prioritize that more than anything. That's amazing. So, so we'll, we will get to that. How did that, uh, how did that spark? Like what turned the best friendship into uh, love? It, w it wasn't clean. It was definitely messy. I okay. think it was more so we would realize moments where we're like super, you know, like, you know, I love you. And this is. Like, Did he make that move? Did you make that move? Um, I think he definitely made the first move. Sweet. And as a result, I, you know, initially I ignored it. I said, oh, whatever. I don't want to get involved. This is messy. Um. And then I realized at the end of the day, I'm like, shit, I do love this person. And this is the person I care about so much. We have the same dream, same goals. Why am I fighting something that is? Let's give it a shot. Yeah. yeah. 
um, that I see a lot of potential in. I, I think as friends, you also know the worst of each other. So there were things initially that were always in the back of my mind as this could be an issue. This could be, you know, pot a potential block. But right. at that moment, I just had to go with my gut and what I felt. And I don't regret that at all. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. How long does the relationship last, by the way? I would say three years. That's a long time. Yeah. It's a long it time. To, and to make your learning so pivotal, right? Yeah. Uh, that you credit him with. Yeah. Uh, and what did you like about that the most? I think what I liked about it is it, there's something really special. Personally, I'm not a dater. I hate dating. Really? I hate Why? it. I find it uncomfortable. And more so because it, it seems forced. I think when dating you... Dating feels forced? It feels forced. Why? I know. Well, not, not dating as in... You know, in my scenario, it was my best friend. So that transition was pretty easy versus going out and date and finding a boyfriend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Through, oh, through however, the, oh, these apps out there now yeah, or yeah. however, like when Tinder, you meet them. Yeah, yeah. It's a nightmare. And yeah. it's because it's a forced situation that two people are put into. And maybe they are extremely compatible, but you're not really being yourself a lot of the time and you're you have a wall up or you're but it'll trickle into that eventually right like i i yeah. right i mean yes there is that aspect of your first uh first meeting and first all that and you don't want to give yourself away right but yeah. i mean i'm sure there's people out there that are like you know what this is what i bring to the table yeah take it or leave it yeah you know what i mean yeah and if they fair. start off with that and the guy or girl sees you know what wow this person isn't afraid of being themselves right off the bat why shouldn't i be <laughs> the same right but normally yeah. i totally agree with you everybody's all like you know suited up and like it, it, uh, personality wise personality yeah, wise yeah. they uh, they're blocked off and they're like oh man i gotta impress her or i gotta impress him yeah. first thing and then there's levels to what unravels, yeah. right? Or or re realistically, most guys just want to hook up and you're like, oh, yeah, this I is mean, exhausting. And, yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you're if you're into that, all like, you know, power to you, do whatever you feel right. comfortable doing. But I think it's just in, in this kind of casual dating era that we exist in, right. it's very much, hey, you're an option, you're disposable. So it's like, not you, the next one swipe, you know? And, and as a girl, you, you specifically, like, I feel like girls have to be so much more cautious, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, again, like, I think everyone's entitled to the type yeah. of dating life they want. That's personally not me. It's not that I'm out there looking for the one, but I believe strongly in natural friendship, which I think can right. evolve into You, you carry yourself at a certain level and, you know, yeah. it's not wrong to expect that from a guy. Like, you yeah, know I mean? totally, totally. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, we were going back no, to the totally. question. Um, yeah, so I personally don't like dating. I think... Um, for me, it was just a natural transition and it made it really comfortable. Right. And I've always envisioned that the person that I would spend the rest of my life with would be my best friend. And right. I think most people do. Absolutely. Even you could have a best friend from when you're a child. That's your, the person you're going to, your companion is your best friend. Right. Um, so I was like, I just felt like it was meant to be. And I was like, this is how you'd want a love to start and your life to start. Um, so in my mind, I was like, this is great. This is perfect. And I think... What I enjoyed was that I knew the worst of the per of my ex, and you said you had to uh, help him uh, deal with his past history. Did he bring baggage into your uh, emotional baggage into your relationship um, that you had to help him with? That like, hey, yeah, you know? a, a, quite a lot. I think coming out of that relationship, I have an. In I didn't really show a lot of respect to 
people who would claim to be suffering from mental health issues. And okay. Yeah. And I think that's a very powerful topic. Yeah. It, it, it gets really, I think from what I experienced specifically, you know, I've realized my need to address my own mental health and how much it can actually impact someone else. And until you've experienced that, you won't respect it to the degree that it d- deserves. And I, you know, honestly, all the power to people who are going through uh, mental health health issues right now. Right. Um, I can see how they can take very capable, amazing people and sometimes not bring out the best in them. Right. And it's not an, the result. I'd like to think that it's not a result of that person being a terrible person, but they're just not able to manage their environment and react in a way that is suitable. Right. Um, so I think that's where it got... Really, I, I think it started off that being the critical issue, the underlying issue, but me not recognizing how severe it was and kind of reacting in a very, you know, it's very easy to th- say things like you're crazy or yeah, you, th- no, you I, think I, nothing I of that. it. Yeah. And those two words are you're such a drama queen and you're bipolar or anything like that. Sometimes you don't understand the severity of those things that you say and how hurtful they can be. Especially if that person is not in the best mental condition, right? Yeah, so it it did turn it, get, it did get really deep really quick, but that I think that inherently. No, was... I think it's very important because, as you said, you know, you know, growing up in a South Asian uh, household, and uh, you know, there's communities out there that don't really value how significantly mental health um, awareness is important and how mental health issues affect people on a daily basis, their cognitive thinking, their, uh, just their everyday life. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not like, you know, like they themselves don't want to be like that. They want to be normally functioning, uh, human beings and make rational decisions on a day to day life. And sometimes this stuff can't be helped. Right. Uh, so, uh, going to what you just said, is it, are, are these issues from both ends? Was it your end or her, his end where, he was trying to deal with something that's... If you had mental health issues, do yeah. you think he reacted in a not-so-respecting way? No, I think it was it was definitely the opposite. Okay. I think I've... My personality my entire life has been very much what you see is what you get. You okay. know? And I think you know that from... I'm very outspoken, bold, and I don't really hold back what I say. Right. Um, I, don't, I, I wouldn't like to think that I'm a, a nasty person, but I think if I feel hurt, then I will tell you right away that you've hurt me. And right how unhappy I am about it. So um, so you react right then and there, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. I think I learned over time that that's maybe not the best thing. And you know what? As much as I would say that, you know, my ex was going through mental health issues and we tried to address a lot of them because they did get to a point where I was just scared for his life. Really? Um, I definitely do feel that coming out of that scenario, I've been able to address, you know, I think to a certain degree, we all have mental health issues that we need to address, you know, whether it's anxiety is so common in our society, especially within our, our with our among millennials, Absolutely. depression, right. um, you need to feel confident enough in understanding when you're experiencing it, because it might not be all the time. Um, and talk to someone about it and, and know what are the triggers or what are the signs that are indicating that, hey, maybe I'm, I'm just feeling really anxious right now. So I'm not acting like myself and maybe I'm not talking right. in a way that's in line with who I really am. Absolutely. Yeah. So that I think was the pivotal moment that I realized 
wow, this is. Uh, I mean, do you, are you comfortable sharing an example of like uh, any of your disagreements, so to say, where he he may have come to you and it's like, look, hey, I'm dealing with this and I don't know how to go about this, blah, blah. And instead of you being, okay, well, like, let's talk about this, that, you just reacted and you're like, well, you know, you're crazy, like you said before, right? Like, you're crazy, this, that. Like, is, is something like that ever happened? Yeah, definitely. I think there would be times where we would have disagreements, just in general, like yeah. couples do. It's nothing big. Right. Um, and he would then drink heavily and then just become a different person and just say nasty, mean things to me. Oh, and I man. think I would, I would rebuttal in a way saying you know, nasty things back. Right. Yeah. Like you're fighting fire with fire here. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it was, it was, it was really ugly. And I think what that led to was, you know, anytime we would get into a fight, it would become a, who can be more nasty to each other. Oh man. Um, there was, I think the pivotal moment where we decided that he needed help was definitely started when I found out that he had cheated and, and it's an interesting part. And I learned a lot from that experience because I did realize that it's very, in my mind, when, if, if you think of me or typical me, it's like, yeah. you're cheating, you're out. That's it. I don't want to deal with it. Right. It's very black and white. And then you're then dealing with someone who cheated on you, who broke your heart, but then comes back to you crying and just broken telling you that this is not me, I need help and revealing, being vulnerable in front of you. He's like, you know, at the end of the day, I could have taken that experience and gone, you cheated on me, you're a monster, you're a terrible person. Right. But even if he chooses to cheat to this day or whatever decisions he makes, there is an underlying insecurity with that. And that is a mental health issue. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, People are so quick to easily say that, oh, if you ever cheat, you're gone. Right. But yeah. when they're actually put in that situation and when love gets thrown into the mix and your feelings and how you truly and powerfully feel for this person, yeah. you know, it's not wrong for people to say, you know what, maybe I could, maybe I can forgive this person. Did you, did you want to forgive this person? How, how did you deal with your own conflicting views there? I think at that moment when I saw him in that state, I said, at the end of the day, I care about you. Whether or not you hurt me, you are my best friend. I can't see you like this. So right. I need to help you. But the downside of that is I don't think I truly ever forgave him. And that resulted in kind of, me kind of feeling like you hurt me. You have to make it up to me. Right. And that's not the way to go about it. I strongly tell anyone because if you're going to be with someone and then hold this expectation of them that you messed up, you are going to be p- making it up to me for the rest of your They're life. They're living their relationship out of the rest of the relationship out in such a disadvantage all the time in any situation, right? Yes. So every 100%. situation, whether it's a, a small disagreement or whatever, they just know that, holy crap, uh, I know I cheated on her. I know she's going to be, this is going to be at the back of her, uh, her head. So I know that I I have to work just that extra hard. Yeah. You know, no matter how small or big the disagreement yeah. is. And as a result, it, it was just, it just got nasty. And I think um, I felt a certain power over him because I knew he'd done that to me. And maybe that was my insecurities and my ego coming in saying that you're here, like I'm above you in a okay, way. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's something that I, I, extru- I regret because if you're going to forgive someone, forgive them. That is not something you're entitled to hold against them for the to rest of your life. To harbor that, right? Yeah. Because now every issue that came up after this was one up on that one 
core issue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it never, it just became that issue plus the fact that you cheated is what I'm going to now, you know, scream at you about. Exactly, yeah. And all, it, no matter what direction any conversation goes, it'll come back to that because that piece of your heart is harboring that hatred of the fact that how can this person that I love to do this to me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you're just going to go back to that. It's just, oh, you're late to the movies. You didn't pick me up. Oh, by the way, you also cheated on me, and you know, like no, I yeah, hate it, you for this. It was, and... it was, it was petty, and 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 I think I should have made a decision. The the one thing that I do think of is if I was going to forgive him at that time, I should have really forgive him because as many mistakes as he made, I don't deny the fact that he worked on himself and he improved heavily. Um, what would constantly bring us back is me. Anytime I would be upset of him or get you know, see him really drunk and then yeah. know that what he's done to me, like the way he's verbally right. you know, abused me and I verbally abused back. I'm not saying I'm a saint either. Right. Um, when he's drunk, I would then just lose it. And I think you're just always fighting a battle that you've already lost. And it's just, there's no winning in that scenario because it's the, the respect is gone. And I think when you can, once the respect is gone, it's really, really tough to make anything out of it anymore because as much as two individuals fight, you have to respect one another. That's super Absolutely. important. I learned this a long time ago. Um, so there's three C's. Have you ever heard of the three CR rule? No. That's because I just made it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the three CR rule is any relationship, especially a significant other relationship, a loving relationship, uh, needs to abide by the three CR rule. So there's three C's and an R, right? Uh, that's compassion, communication, yeah. and uh, what's that? Com compassion, communication, and why can't I? I always forget the last C. <laughs> uh, compassion, communication, and consistency oh man damn it whatever but anyways the r i know i'll remember once i keep going with this the r is the umbrella and without this the c's fall and that r is the respect right? yeah when you're compassionate or someone oh you love this person uh, at the end of the day no matter what the argument is because i love this person and my our mutual understanding is that our relationship needs to survive whatever i'm compassionate towards them i'm going to see this through right yeah. communication Obviously, how how I feel, what that person has done to me, anything has to be communicated, right? Yeah. If you hide things from each other, how are you supposed to move forward, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, dude, why can't I You're remember this? This is horrible. It, it's gonna kill me. I know. Th I know the three. The oh my god, the last C was communication, compassion. Oh my god! And the respect is the thing. So, anyways, it proves your point that yeah. once the umbrella's gone, it's gonna rain on the whole relationship, right? And the respect's yeah. gone, so you're verbally fighting fire with fire. And you know, the next day, it's not easy to bounce back after being verbally abused, right? It's, it's not. not easy to just like it's not like people just uh, run away. Look, I love you, but uh, and I didn't mean what I said. I mm. obviously love you, right? Like you yep. know, I called you this, I called you that, but come on, you know, I don't mean that. Yeah, but man, what a bullet wound is a bullet wound, right? It is. The scar is a scar. Like it's just and and you always have your guard up because you're gonna always assume that this person is capable of this. So I'm never gonna let my guard down. Because I remember the last C. I'm so sorry. Go compromise. Compromise. Oh yeah. Right? Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> exactly. That's the and that's the biggest one. I, I and because you mentioned your ego, right? It yeah. came into play, and you, uh, you know, you were petty about harboring that hatred towards him. Which, by the way, uh, forgiveness of cheating is a very powerful thing uh, to deal with, man. Yeah. And, you're, and nobody's ever wrong to not forgive or forgive. 
right? Yeah. It's just powerful when you're when you're conflicted with a, such a feeling, right? Like this is you, this this is the worst thing anything one can think of, right? Yeah. Cheating on somebody, right? That you've yeah. given your heart away to, right? Uh, and and that's where that compromise comes. No matter how big the issue, uh, how big the issue is or disagreement is, whatever. You have to let something go for the bigger picture, right? And the bigger picture is yeah. you guys being together. And, and I think a part of me thought that I to forgive shows incredible strength. And Absolutely. I thought I thought I had that strength in me, and maybe I didn't. And I think that's a realization that I have now too. I've I've spent a lot of time reflecting on this relationship clearly, as, as you should do. Um, and I'm glad because it it's only going to make my current relationship even better. Oh, good. I think you're you're in a relationship. That, that's amazing. Yeah. To know. Yeah. That's amazing to know. Yeah. <laughs> Learned a lot. So, um, yeah. I mean, if you if you can forgive someone, you have to do it with a pure heart, no strings attached. When did you find that out? By the way, you said this was a three year relationship. Um, I probably found that out. I would say there were instances of it coming up, but. Really, it came to the surface probably in our 11th month. So if we started dating January, probably around November. So this is early on. It's very early on. Holy crap. So we had a whole slew of stuff after that. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Super early. So I think it just, we both, I I would say he gave, he tried really hard. And and I did as well. I I think essentially there were circumstances around us that didn't make us our best to deal with the issue at hand. You know, both of us were in, in jobs that we hated. We weren't really fans of staying in Canada. I think we both wanted to get out. Yeah. Um, and then just we didn't know what we wanted to you know, That typical quarter life crisis of like, what am I supposed to do in my life? I thought I wanted to do this and I hate it. Um, and then you get go from all that to now having to deal with such a severe issue because most and it's weird because most people around me weren't going through those types of relationship issues. In fact, I think the ones that I went through matured me way more than anything else in my life so you know it's you almost feel like there's a really good line and i, and I hate to quote it but uh it's from beyonce's lemonade because i really i highly resonated queen with b that. man queen b queen b um and it, and she says one line you know there's poetry throughout the entire album but one is it's where you're she says my torturer became my remedy and i i so strongly oh, resonated man, that's with powerful that because when you're both going through a really tough relationship, the only two, the only people you can really confide in are each other because no one else will understand that relationship. Right. You know, it's very easy to tell a friend or tell a family member that, hey, I was cheated on. They're, they're like, they're going to be angry. They're going to be like, leave this person, get out of it. But you really want someone to understand your deep feelings. And we were the only two people that understood that in other, each other. So there was this dependability. Right. Um, that was almost unhealthy as well. Right. And that fueled the rest because you found out so early and you chose to be like, you know what? Let's just keep moving forward. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, Jay-Z's cheated on Beyonce. So like, oh, yeah, there you go. what <laughs> hope do people really have? You know what I mean? No. And then and, <laughs> and in modern society, I, I think cheating is more and more common, which is, and I, 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 I fear for it now too. I'm just like. It's scary, man. But I think it's, it comes from a feeling of not being able to communicate openly with your partner. In fact, now I I encourage open communication. Like, tell me about your past. Tell me about things that you've done that maybe I wouldn't be happy about. But if as long as you tell me, I'll feel like you're always being honest with me. Right. And 
there's that onus on the person to always tell you everything, but there's also the onus on the person who's receiving that message. You have to be able to react to it well, because if your partner feels like everything I say, they're going to yell at me about like, oh, why did you look at that girl? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Then they're not going to tell you stuff anymore. And they're going to feel this pressure of like, oh, I'm just... And and then those lines won't be established of what's okay, what's not what's okay. What's not okay, yeah. Where is that? You right. know, it's, it's a very gray line, I guess. Um, yeah, so it's it, it was it was definitely rough. I think for, for it to happen so early in the relationship definitely caused a spiral effect of it just getting essentially worse and worse as we went down. And then... Because of that harboring, right? And and yeah. I'm sure a lot of other things that have... Did he ever cheat again? Maybe, right? Like, you oh, don't, you you don't, don't, oh, wow. No, but, but I, I'd like to think he didn't, but oh, okay. I wouldn't be shocked. Damn. And it wouldn't, like, I mean, it, you won't feel any slighted anymore. Like, you're just like, oh, like, once a cheater, always a cheater. Like, you know, you... I, I do think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I think whoever made that lineup is accurate. I think once a cheater, always a cheater, because that is a very, that becomes almost your cop-out. It's your easy way out. You know, like something goes wrong. It's very tough when you fight with someone to sit there, even when you're really angry with someone to be like, I'm going to sit and make this work and I'm going to stay committed to this person because I love that person. Right. It's very easy to cheat. And I think of that as almost, I I hate to say the word, but a little bit cowardly instead of just facing the issue at hand. Um, Cheating has become this like, oh, I'll always have options out there. And then what's the point of a relationship with you? What is that's yeah. your yeah. yeah. I mean, unless you have an open relationship, that's a different Which story. Is fine. But yeah. uh, if it's monogamous, if it's you know, if you've committed to each other, man, why, right? Yeah. And uh, temptation—it's it's a uh, human. It's an innate desire to feel temptations for sure. That's okay. Yeah. The girl would, the guy would, right? Uh, but if you're truly committed to either, each other and you've given your soul away to this person, yeah, it shouldn't be that it shouldn't take you that much to actually go out there and cheat on this person right? yeah so what brought it to an end finally i think it was a pattern of recurring events and of of just fighting nasty oh, okay, fights yeah. and you know more things happening another mistake happening just manipulating one another it was it was definitely not a healthy relationship that's toxic. Will, it, it's highly toxic. And I think back to this point, I'm like, why did I stay? Why did I stay? You know, you question so much. I'm like, what was I thinking? Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? For sure. And and I, I do think back to what made me so attracted to this person. And, and I realized that I watched a really good YouTube video after the fact when I was going through my re- reflection phase. Um, I saw my soulmate in the, in him, but I didn't see. And what I, what I was trying to find was a life partner. And... There's a really good video where she kind of walks through the fact that your soulmate isn't always your life partner. And I think we're taught in society to think that way. Like, you're my soulmate. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and the difference really is in the fact that your soulmate is someone that you have such an intense attraction to that it's almost indescribable. Okay. You know, this person can make you feel like shit, and but also make you feel like the best person in the world and make you feel so loved. So... It's like this force that's bringing you two together, whether that force is the fact that you've been best friends forever, the fact that you've gone through so much together, whatever it may be, that essentially would be your soulmate, right? Like you're, you're, you have no, you know, even if the world tells you this is the worst person for you, you don't see any of that because you're you just, don't. Yeah, you're just, you just in yeah. this zone. Relationship goggles, right? That's yeah. what you have on. Uh, did you ever start off with a concept of uh, that one soulmate is my life partner? 
Um, I think we, I think, I do think people think that way in yeah. general. Like, you know, you'd like to think I, that there's changed, someone out there for me. It's changed now for you, right? Yeah. Uh, but what changed it for me, like, you know, having been part of multiple relationships, I've been forced to start to think that, okay, look, I did start believing at one point where, oh, I'm going to find my soulmate one day, that perfect person for you, right? Uh, and now it's just, um, after having been part of multiple relationships, you realize it's just a trial and error game, right? Uh, yeah. and, uh, you, and there's multiple varying levels of compatibility with each person, right? Yeah. As I look back and it's like, okay, well, I mean, I don't count high school relationships anymore, yeah. but recently, um, I've started to think that way because it's just compatibility, right? And then eventually I marry someone that rates the highest on the compatibility scale and the yeah. most fundamental, uh, when it comes down to the most fundamental issues, right? Whether it's life, money, career, yeah. uh, per, uh, but that's aside, that's the yeah. logistics of living life. I mean, us as a person, as people, right? Yeah. Can we get along? Um, you know, I mean, religion plays a certain factor in cer for certain people, but I just mean love, right? Yeah, for sure. Can we see each other, other through the worst, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's where the difference between that and between soulmates and life partners come in, into play. Because what a life partner really essentially is, is someone who can, you can grow in love with. Someone where when you meet, it might not be all the bells and whistles, but you have a strong foundation. You, maybe you have a similar view. You have an, in, like a, an attraction to each other. Right. Um, you interact in a, in a positive way and you're working towards similar goals. They don't have to be the same. In fact, if they're different, that might even be a little bit more interesting because you're going to learn something that you may Something new. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it might not be that crazy, passionate, spontaneous love. But it's one that's stable. And at the end of, end of the day, that's what we need to be happy. Stability. Um, and, and that doesn't mean, and I'm not saying this is compromising by any means, because I will not be in a relationship if I'm not attracted and inspired by this person. Absolutely. If they don't make me, get, make me excited about life, then yeah. there's, no, there's no spark there for me. Right. But, you know, growing uh, with your life partner is really about recognizing where you guys are great, where you guys have opportunity to, to get better. And kind of, and work on that, right? Because you're then you're then building gradually, as opposed to having like really high highs and really low lows. Because that's I think that's going to mess with anyone's mental health. That's yeah, not no, absolutely. And if you want to have kids, you want to have a family. There's there's times in life where you're going to go through. I mean, I think the problems we have in this in our era is, are nothing. You know, when you have kids, when you have a right life and like finances to deal with, there's there are a million worse things that can happen in life. And you need someone who's going to stand by you through those issues Absolutely. and not, and not just be volatile right. in those scenarios. So, but how do we truly know until we face them? Right. Like it, it, that's just the gamble of life. That's just the way and, it and, is. Yeah. And, and this is where I think the one thing I push a lot in my current relationship is let's have as many experiences as we can. And that's because a, we're going to put our, each other in situations. I think traveling is a big one. I don't think you know anyone until you've traveled with them or lived with them. Because everything you see when you go on a date is is just, it's it's a part of them. 100%. But at the end of the day, you're going to be with someone, seeing their ugliness, seeing how messy they are, seeing, you know, whatever it is. It, it's just, it's you've not invited attractive. Each, you've invited each other into now your personal space, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. A, in a separate other place now. Like yeah. You're traveling together and uh, living, right? Yeah. Uh, we're one person when we go out to dinner or whatever, right? But when you come home. Yeah. That's a separate space. And when that person is invited into your personal space, that's you. Yeah, that, right? that's you. That's, and you. that's unapologetic. And it, there's going to be stuff that's not attractive. And right. 
But, that's, but when that's... that person is able to wake up in the morning, see your face and say, you know what? I love you for who you are. Yeah. That's the most powerful feeling. And man. I think that's the most beautiful thing in the, the world. The most beautiful feeling. Um, in fact, I, I, if, if someone says they're attracted to me because of they see me because of my career, because of whatever, anything that's superficial, I'm like, I, you've automatically, I know that you're not the person. Yeah, you didn't take the time to really like, I don't care if I have a glamorous job or not. Sure, thank you for complimenting yeah. what I've done uh, in life. However, if I will be, you know, if you're attracted, if you put in the effort to get to know me on a personal level and are yeah. willing to work out the quirks and all that stuff and yeah. accept me at that level, yeah. that that is That's, something else, right? Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I mean... At the, you know, you, you learn so much from that. And now that you're kind of, now that I go out into the world and I started dating probably really quickly after, I don't think I was fully mentally over the relationship, Oh, I see. but I started dating almost instantly. And you meet so many people while dating. In fact, for me, it was like, I, I started dating when I moved to, so when I did that, I, you met, you meet so many people and you realize why, what makes what what makes that what's that spark and it's it's not it's tough to describe sometimes but you really have to go out there i i, I do re regret not dating as much when i was younger oh yeah you really okay. have to meet a lot of people to know okay i like this oh maybe i don't like that right because you have a perception of what you the type of person who's like who's gonna be your soulmate or like your life partner but you don't really know until you face it dude we live in a bubble yeah think about just being like oh i found my uh, life partner down the street what if you had gone to australia what if you gone to you know wherever tokyo wherever yeah. and you meet somebody on the fly and this is a person in a uh, another part of the world yeah. the world is a massive place people tend to forget that these instances these life partners aren't just waiting down the street they could be anywhere yeah. in the world, right? And you traveling, by the way, we'll, we'll get to get into that. Uh, do, uh, do you mind sharing, like you told me this off, um, you know, off the podcast, like the whole, when you traveled with um, your ex, that's when everything just hit the fan and that's the end of what happened there? Yeah. So it's funny because at that time, I think I was just down on myself and, and there's so many like just things weighing on me. One, I was working at a job that I didn't feel happy at all. There was nothing specific. It was actually a job that I think people would love to have. And I was just inherently not myself and not happy okay. in that environment. So there was that. I, and we went to Myanmar, actually. Anyone who, if you want to travel, please go to Myanmar. You will be transformed. It is an, a beautiful place. Not very developed, but right. so much spirituality there. And, and I learned... There's a lot of crazy things happening there right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I know right a, now it's probably not the best. That's off topic. And that is, I mean, my heart weeps for what's yeah. happening there. It's but, yeah. brutal. But I think the culture and the people in that in that country are so beautiful. And the way they they, you know, refer to Buddhism. And I I, I personally am not a religious person at all, but okay. um, you know, you find inspiration through different types of spirituality. And I think you can get that from any religion. Totally. So, you know, there's so much I learned. And at that time, you know, I was on this trip, I would probably cry every other day. I was just really unhappy about my work. I was ready to leave. I was in a very unhappy state. And I and I was reading this book at the time. It was called um, Happiness of Pursuit. Anyone who wants to go read a book and just get inspired, that's a beautiful book to read. In fact, there's a lot of scenarios of different people and how they broke out of the mold and actually fought for what they wanted. And, very nice. And I think it defines the concept of adventure in very different and unique ways, you know? Adventure doesn't always mean you have to go travel the world. It can be it can be anything you really want, anything that's bringing you out of your comfort zone. But anyways, I was reading this book and the one line that kind of stuck with me 
at the time that I was really unhappy with life was discontent is the first necessity of progress. Hmm. And I think that hit me where I was in a state where I was very unhappy, constant, very, I wasn't myself. I was constantly complaining, very negative, you know, Lord bless my family and friends for putting up for me, with me at that time. Cause I was definitely not the best version of myself. Um, and, and, and it hit me. And I think at that point I realized I can sit here and continue complaining about all the things in life that make me anxious and unhappy, or I can just do something about it. And what's the worst that's going to happen? Because I'm already at the lowest that I could be at. I'm so happy you said that. Yeah, that's very, very true. Because yes, you can't, we have the, you know, circumstances aside, life yeah. circumstances aside, we do have that power to, to yeah. meet that point and realize I can actually sit here and complain about this to my friends. Constantly. Right? Yeah. Or I can do something about it. And and that right there, you chose to do something about it. And how'd yeah. that turn out? And I, and I think for, well, for in my scenario, that happened. And I, I kind of put my foot down and said, I'm going to quit my job as soon as I get back. Wow. I okay. don't have a job. And, and you know, that's something I, I've always, I'd always intended to do. But it's very easy to go, but this, but what about that? But what about this? Oh, but I need to get another job first. But this, this, this. Rationality comes actually, into play, right? But yeah. once you actually do it, it's liberating. And you realize I can do so much more now that I'm, I don't have this constant drag in my life and being of being unhappy and by this job. So that job happened. And I think, you know, during that trip, we had another very nasty fight. I was with my ex. Right. And we were flying to Vietnam. That was the last country in our, in our trip. Okay. And at that point, we got in a really nasty fight at the airport, very public. Something oh, no. I'm, I'm very, very unhappy about. Um, and I looked at him and I said, this is it. I know we've broken up a million times before, but I am done because I am at such a low that anything you do now, I'm so numb to it and I cannot face this anymore. So we went our separate ways in Vietnam. I, I booked a very expensive flight back to Canada. So ended my trip early and same thing happened as usual. You know, he would message saying, you know, I love you. And like, we can't end this. This is meant to be we're soulmates, things like that. And I do believe a part of that is true, but I knew how unhappy I was and that I had to get out. So but that light just went off at that airport. You're just like, this is yeah. that's it. I'm and done. and I'd like to think, you know, it's very, I think maybe, I, I don't know what his perspective, I've never talked to him since, but, you know, part of him might think that, oh, she gave up, she quit, she left, you know, she is she didn't believe in us. Oh, you haven't talked, like there was no closure after this. Just, you no said, closure. I'm done, I'm done. It was I'm, a I'm rough, out. it was a rough breakup. Yeah. Did the, did the cheating get brought up? I mean, at that point, that no, was so long oh, ago. Was, there were oh, okay, so okay, many okay. other things that happened on oh, okay, top okay. of that. Um, it was just, a, it was just the burden of everything. And right. I left, you know, obviously, you know, he messaged and a part of me just wanted, I wanted to see him one last time, but I didn't at the same time because I knew I cared about him so much that, I would probably go back. Wow. I just knew it had to be cold turkey. Um, so I left him, came back to my work, quit that week. And I sat there and went, okay, so you had all these problems and they're gone now. So what you do with your life now is in your control. And you can't make excuses saying that, oh, but I have this. Oh, but I have an ex I need to take care of. Oh, I have that. This is it. This is your clean slate. Um Spent quite a bit of time tra traveling. I traveled with my sister, which is amazing. Um, 
obviously I get, came back. I had a limited amount of time I could be jobless. I mean, as, as much as you'd love to just travel M- the world. Money catches up, yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, you have to be a little practical in that sense. So I, I was at a point in my life where I said, you know, okay, well, I could either keep traveling or I could go to a country where I could maybe just get a job that where I could just cover my expenses. And right. a part of me was like, okay, I've worked so hard to become a professional in marketing that I might as well just go get a marketing, like, a random intern job in another country at a startup. So Googled, literally Googled, found a job in of all places, ended up just packing up going there for three months. And I fell in love with the country, you right. know, I didn't fall in love at that point, but yeah. um, I, I didn't know anyone there. I kind of just moved there. It yeah. was tough. It was, you know, not having friends somewhere, family and not knowing how things work. It was a transition, but probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. That's amazing. And that's where the that's where the F Society's rules thing was born, right? That's mm-hmm. where you were like, you know what, I'm my happiest when I choose to live my life on my own terms. Yeah. And I think the challenge with that was I I was so burdened by the expectations of society because my entire life, I set my life up in a way where I said, I have to get the best grades. I have to get the best job. I have to do this, this, this. Like it was very, you know, in, in South Asian environment, it's very. You know, oh, absolutely. I can relate 200%. Yeah. That's just the way it is. It's the just high like, pressure. this is what you do. Yeah. And, this is what you do. Yeah. You know, sacrifice now. This is what you do and yeah. you'll be happy. Become a millionaire or whatever. You know, yeah. that's it. That's status and all that. That's what matters. Right. And, and it's funny because I did all those things and I checked all those boxes and I said, so society's way of doing things didn't make me happy. So maybe I just need to change my perspective as to what happiness really means. And so I, I, I went and, I, and, and it sounds very cliche, but I went to go find that for myself. You know, there were times where I, I didn't live. I went from making a really good salary to making pretty much nothing. Right. Um, in a, you know, an Asia of all places where so I just sat there. I didn't have the best apartment. I didn't live in the best area. I was super budgeted because I didn't have a lot of money to spend. And I think when you're put in scenarios like that, if you can find happiness, you'll realize what really matters to you in life. Yeah. Um, met, made amazing friends, um, you know, people who I genuinely felt like they didn't have to, you know, help me, you know. It's funny because when I first landed there, I landed in my Airbnb and the guys who were sharing the Airbnb, like, I'm friends with them to this day because they, they happened to make food for me. They saw, they're like, who's this girl? And like, what is she doing? She's so crazy. Yeah, and, and, and you you learn a lot about yourself in those scenarios because you're like, okay, when I have nothing, and, and, and I truly ask this to myself, and I'm like, when I don't have my job, I don't have my societal status, I don't have anything in life, who am I? And I'm still on a journey to figure that out, you know? But I think these That's are the beautiful. questions we should ask ourselves because if I ask someone right now, who are you? I'm a lawyer, I'm this, I'm this. Okay, no, no, but who are you as a person? What are your values? Exactly. What's beyond that Armani suit? What's inside of that? Like, what, what, you know, who are you as a person, right? And uh, what you said right there, even though you checked off all the boxes, the academics, the successful job, the glamorous, you know, uh, that glamorous position that, you know, people are seeking in life, right? You still felt that discontent and you still realized the outside looking in everything's great. You come inside and reality hits you like a brick wall and you're sitting there and you're like, wow, like it wasn't all cooked up to be what it seems and I'm still unhappy, right? So now what? And then you made that decision. Yeah, because now there's no playbook telling me what to do next, right? I have to make up the rules on my own. I'm Yeah, I'm sitting here making a podcast with you because I'm three months unemployed. I quit my job and it is, uh, you said it perfectly, it's the most 
liberating feeling, man. You think yeah. differently. You wake up in the morning and you don't have a leash around your neck. You know yeah. how powerful that is? Uh, you know how powerful it is to not owe a nine to five? Yeah. To somebody else, then come home and then work on your dream or wh- whatever few hours you have, you go to yeah. the gym and do, you know, whatever you need to do, right? To just unwind and then 9 a.m. you're back again there. Yeah. And, and, but I, I think living this life, I have realized the need to also respect always of life as well. You know, I initially was like, everyone's crazy for wanting that nine to five. No, no, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the more you think about it, it's, Everyone is entitled to their way of life. 100%. If you yeah. want to live that nine to five, if you want to get married early, have kids, yeah. do this, you know, follow that typical life, have a mortgage, good on you. But then you can't belittle someone who doesn't want those exactly. things. Exactly. And vice versa. But that's the thing. Some of those people do. And, and by the way, I have nothing against those people that do choose to live a nine to five, do want that stability in their yeah. life. And because if they go home and they're happy, they're, they're happy parents, they're happy, uh, you know, whatever. The, all the relationships are flourishing yeah. and they're still living their life happily. Who's to blame them, man? No. That's the way we're it is all, for them. We're all meant. There's no. But that's not what it was for us, clearly. No. And right? and, and I think it's it's. That understanding that, hey, we're all different, but at the end of the day, if we all have good intentions, we go out into the world, you know, as positive individuals, right. not hurting people intentionally, then we're, we're no different. At the end of the day, we're human. And, exactly. And that's the most important thing. Um, always open yourself up. And I, I say this to myself constantly. I said, open yourself up to all ways of life, ways of life that you may not even relate to, because that's what essentially traveling teaches you. It, it's... You can meet someone, have so much in common with them and realize right. they had such a different upbringing and different life from you. And that's so beautiful because that's humanity at the end of the day. Right. And you might learn something, you know, even us catching up, I, you might pick up something new that, that makes you go, oh, how do I, this is interesting. I like that thinking. How do I incorporate that into my Dude, life? Dude, this entire episode right now uh, has surprised me to a point that we have so much in common. Yeah. And we haven't, yeah. ca- we haven't caught up since... And I value so much value you. I mean, I always value you as a person. Knowing this now about you, that you see life in, you know, very, very similar way that I do makes me, yeah, like makes you like love you that much more. And I'm like, yeah. holy crap. Like, I'm glad you think this way. This is, this is amazing. And at the end of the day, you said it best. And I personally believe it to be as true as possible. I'm just striving to be the best version of myself, the best human being that I can be. Mm-hmm. For myself, my family, and most importantly, the world, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to inflict harm upon anybody. I yeah. don't want to, you know, I'm just trying to be the best version of myself that I can, right? Yeah. And if we all just did that, man, you know? It's it's not that, I, I, I don't know. It's I like not to that. Think. No, because innately, I feel like we're born to be good, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, a, uh, I share that view with you as well. I'm not a very religious person myself. Mm-hmm. I do believe that we're innately born to be good. And, you know, like, uh, I'll give you a very, like, a very uh, primitive example, right? Like, as a baby, when the baby starts recognizing its caretakers, aka mom, dad, mm-hmm. right? The baby doesn't feel the need to disrespect or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. to, you know, grow up disrespecting or wanting to kill or wanting to be mean or in, yeah. in a certain way. They just feel like, oh, wow, mom feeds, uh, takes care of me, cleans, bathes, whatever, as they're growing up, right? And, um, 
yeah, yeah, you have disagreements with your parents, but innately you realize, right? Holy crap, I care so much about these people that have taken mm-hmm. care of me or whatever. Like, you're yeah. just born to be good, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, like, if we're born to be good, and it's the world, it's the world that uh, ruins this innocence, right? Yeah. With all the garbage that is surrounding us right in and the very same the, way it's yeah all, it's all the pressure as well you know the garbage and the pressure that the world puts on us because it sometimes like i said it kind of goes full circle back into we d- all don't have the the level of mental health to deal with those things so we might then project ugly sides of us but there's a system in place right yeah there's a system in place in the sense that uh look at the news around us mm-hmm. right look at um Think about if the news just flushed 10 years worth of good news every day. Like the best news was guy saves kitten from tree. Do you think our parents would be like, come home before 11, you might get raped. They would never say that. You know what I mean? But we're flushed so much negativity down our throats on a daily basis that we grow up in this fear, right? We grow up, uh, we're just surrounded by fear and we're surrounded by, oh man, that person might do something bad to me i gotta go home or this per- you know you're just living out of fear of the yeah. other person and you and you that good that we're born with now is turned into like oh that person is gonna screw me over so before that person screws me over i'm screwing them over mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah no 100 and at the end of the day we can all just i, I don't know it, it's a very interesting topic i i think that's one where you always need to be aware of the potential harms in life right but that shouldn't be your primary narrative you know, and it shouldn't be the primary thought in your mind. It should be something that you're cognizant of at the end of the day, but not fully push projecting like this is bad. This is bad. This is terrible. I have this problem, that problem, and that problem. When you hear that, it's and then it's like, what's the point of living life if that's exactly. going to be how you if think? If I'm living out of fear of every whatever, single day. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now you're living life on your own terms, right? How do you feel? Have you found that satisfaction? What's changed? What's, how do you, how are you as a person now? As a person, I'm definitely much more patient with others. I, I have a great appreciation for just trying to understand the way different people think when I communicate instead of just jumping to conclusions, getting angry. Um, that was probably the old me. Um, the challenge with living the life that I've kind of started on is no one tells you what's next. So no one is defining or no one is giving you a structure to live on. Uh, it's a great thing because I'm making up my own rules. But as any human, I do seek some sort of mentorship, right? You seek, you know, how who's gone through this who yes, can kind of guide me. Lays you lays out some sort of guideline for you, right? Yeah. yeah and, and you get to this point in life where maybe I need to be my own mentor. And that's scary because... The scary part is you might make a million mistakes and I just try to make every decision with a pure heart, with a clean mind and hope for the best because, you know, wherever life is taking me next, it might, it might be great. It might be awful. You just don't know. You have to go out and live your life. And the the quote that I think of the most is, you can never connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So anytime. That's deep. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, that's Steve wow. Jobs. I love him. It's true. And it's so true because you're always fearful of planning, planning, planning. Oh, I need to get here. I need to get there. And you might be in a really shitty situation right now trying to get out of it, but realize how you got to that shitty situation 
or how you get got to the best situation in your life. Right. There might have been tons of roadblocks. Now, I think about it, and it, it's crazy because when I left my ex or when I was in a very unhappy relationship or in a job that I hated, at the time, I was like, why me? You know, I go out. I don't hurt anyone. I've worked so hard, and this is what I get in life. And the reality is, is that if that didn't happen in my life, I wouldn't have quit my job. I wouldn't have had that terrible trip where I left my ex. I wouldn't have moved to I wouldn't have met so many amazing people. Um, I wouldn't have met my current boyfriend who makes me extremely happy and just is such an understanding person. Um, and I wouldn't have the next chapter in my life unfold. So it's kind of crazy where life kind of pro- where life progresses you. Because now I can connect those dots. Looking yeah, hence backwards. connecting the dots, looking backwards, right? Yeah, not forward, and that—that's why it's so powerful. And um, I'm getting even more amazed and amazed at this conversation that we're having because these are exact feelings that I'm feeling right now. Because I told you, like I'm—I'm I'm un- unemployed as well. Yeah, and I loved the structure that I had in my life because uh, so I'm an accountant, and accounting is very step by step structure pass these exams, get this work experience, mm-hmm. and that's it. You're an accountant, right? So everything's laid out for you. So when you know what, y- uh, when you're starting off at year one, it's a three-year process, and you already know what year three looks like and your obstacle course and everything you need to jump, whatever hurdle yeah. you need to jump through, it makes it a little easier to deal with, right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I know what's coming, right? I know it's tough, but I know what's coming, right? But now with this path that I'm on now, uh, and you described it perfectly, like the unknown, right? The unknown is, I'm so scared of the unknown because I don't know what my year three looks like now. I don't know where this is going to go with this whole podcasting. I don't know where where anything is going to go, but you know what? In life, I don't think we ever figure it out in the sense that our parents, right? When we came on earth, I don't think they knew how to be great parents. They figured it out on their own, right? Uh, And that's, that's just life, right? Yeah, and and exactly. No one that realistic, realistically, we're not gonna have that structure set out. Yeah, set out for no, us. no set guidelines, no nothing. No, but we need to find the beauty in that. Yeah, right. And 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 find the beauty in the mistakes that you might make make along the way. Because I think, in fact, any if anything's taught me anything in life, it's been my mistakes more than my right. achievements. Yeah, and my mistakes have taught me so much about myself and what kind of person I want to be in the world what kind of ambition and what things I value. So every time, and I, I, I really try to do this in order to, to live a positive life because, or else you're just going to get bogged down by fear, by like, oh my God, I can't mess up. I can't do this because everyone's eyes are looking at me. A, don't live for anyone else because with social media, and, and I'm a, so, I love social media. I love posting. I, you know, I, you've mentioned my, yourself. You're like, oh, I see you traveling all the time. Your life must be great. Nah, we all post the best part of our lives. No <laughs> one's going to be like, I had an, a panic attack today and I've been crying in my apartment. Right, so, right. Here, let me put that on Instagram. The behind know? the scenes might not get as many likes as the glamorous, exactly. glamorous stuff, right? So, you know, I, I take social media as, as that's my scrapbook of life. So I do post really things that things that I'm happy about. I post things that maybe aren't the best pictures. I don't even care at this point because I'm doing it all so that I can look back at Instagram or look back at any sort of social media and go, wow, I did that. You know, yeah, and it's it what makes, makes you, you happy. Good. Yeah. Um, and then the second part of all of it is you have to just not just to get rid of some of the pressure that you put on yourself and keep that if anything if there's anyone listening to this you know keep that in mind that you can only connect the dots looking backwards so when you're in a slump when you're feeling really down recognize that that slump is meant to exist in your life for something greater to come so 
that will always keep you positive instead of going, I'm in a slump, life sucks. You know, I quit my job. I started a podcast and it's not going the way I wanted. Take that as an opportunity. Yeah, all this happens for a reason. Yeah, 100%. Right? And, I'm, and I'm 200% free and I'm happy, man. Yeah. That's the most important thing because I was working 14 to 16 hours a day sometimes. Filling somebody else's pockets. Yeah. Right? Taking home a little bit for myself. Sure, like, you know, some of my materialistic dreams were fulfilled. But like you said, I checked off the boxes. I went to a good university. I did this, did that, blah, blah, blah. But I'm still discontent. I'm still unhappy. Then what's the point, man? You know what I mean? And now I'm at this point. Now I'm at this place where I'm starting to see. And when you're free from that leash, you view you view your relationships you view everything around you from a different lens right i see my parents differently which who i love by the way because they've been so supportive about this right i'm in a south asian uh household as well where my parents could have easily just been like dude you're living a you're leaving a glamorous job for this crap like what are you doing right Mm -hmm. but they saw the they saw the unhappiness of their son yeah and they're like you know what at the end as as good parents we care about our son's happiness, Mm -hmm. right? We just want to see them happy. And if this is what makes them happy, uh, we're going to support that. Uh, But yeah, that being said, it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, And uh, so you ever think about coming home? Like, do you ever want to? (laughs) Um, At this point, I think I'm having lived abroad and having traveled as much, you know, as I have, I do realize that North Americans have a lot of catching up to do when it comes to the philosophy of life. Um, you go to, you go to countries, you see the way people live. They might not make as much, but their conversations are rich. Yeah. Their outlook on life is more than just the superficial items. And, you know, I'd like to meet, I'd like to have one conversation with someone in Toronto where we're not talking about real estate. One. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and I you mean, see, that's you cur- see what the uh, North Americans value and you see what the rest of the world, because when I went to Tokyo, and I saw how the Japanese live. It's beautiful. It is amazing. Their culture, their respect they have for each other, right? Yeah. Or outsiders for that matter, right? Because I I have, I didn't even meet one person there that wasn't willing to help me out either with directions or anything that I needed, right? Mm-hmm. And I know in Japan, there's a massive barrier, uh, uh, the, barrier the language barrier, mm-hmm. right? Even people that didn't understand me went out of, out of their way to find somebody that spoke even broken English to come help me out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Come help me out with and be like, okay, he wants to buy this. Uh, what is he actually ask, asking for? What does he need? Okay, uh, this is this. And they'd go out of their way. And you know what? The thing that blew me away the most is, you know how we have your everyday conversational banter, hey, weather this, that, mm-hmm. blah, blah, right? So much respect can be shown in just a bow. In their culture, bowing is a very powerful thing, yeah. right? And yeah. instead of like, oh, hi, you just uh, what I'm trying to say is like, you know, when we meet each other and we when we greet each other, that bow exudes respect and is just the way the conversation goes, the way they value each other's company, yeah. right? And um, yeah, it's just amazing, man. And I, it really taught me, and you said it best again, North Americans, we live in such a bubble and we really have a lot of catching up to do with the rest of the world and see yeah. what we truly value in our lives, right? Yeah. And, and it's it's really, you know, I think we do well in terms of the structure that North America's created. Um, what Lifestyle's great. Call, yeah. yeah. Like it's saying, you know, the rat race kind of philosophy. If you're into that, go for it because you can make a lot of money here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and it's funny and pay because half of it in taxes bro, I guess. <laughs> yeah but um you know you go to other, other countries and, and you realize no one's ever happy with the country they're from no one ever loves like i i live in right now and every person every uber i get into some guy's going why the hell would you move to really it sucks and and has tons of issues you know that politically it's not right. the most stable um you know people would say it's not safe right so on so forth but like that's their bubble right that they're living it's in their bubble and and what i tried to do in life it's it's never to say one place is better than the other it's more so that they're I like to pick up the positive elements from anywhere I've been. Absolutely. And kind of have that construct my way of life that I want to live, irrespective of which country I'm living in. I think the challenge with coming back to Canada at this time is that I still want to learn. I still want to have rich conversations. Um, Canada is a beautiful country and it has so many benefits for a certain for a certain lifestyle. Right. I don't think I'm done exploring and, you know, running around and just Weather sucks to say it, but it makes a big difference on your mood. Uh, it's funny because I was... Of course it does, yeah. I, I was just telling my boyfriend, I said, I don't know what's been wrong with me. I've been here for two weeks. You know, it's great. My family and friends, I should be happy. I'm in such a slump. And I don't know. I some A part of me feels like it's just the gloomy, the oh, snow. Yeah. Yeah, it's been the, raining a lot right now. And it's... Oh, it's disgusting. The I hate lack it. of green when you look out, out a window, it, it does impact your mood. Yeah. And there's studies that are that have been done on this. Yeah. Um, I want to be somewhere that's bright and sunny and that's what makes me happy. It, it's not for everyone. It's totally fine. Um, so yeah, I think for that reason, I'm, I'm probably going to lay off Canada for a bit. Um, who knows down the road? I don't, I never say I'll never do something. I'm sure because. your family misses you a lot. Is that not oh, a, a significant pressure that makes you want to come back? Yeah, I, I have, you know, I think more than anything, I have nephews and nieces and I, right. It pains me to see how, every time I come how big they are and the fact that I'm missing critical moments in their life. That right. that does suck. But I always say to myself, would would my family be happy if I'm here and unhappy and not my best self versus me being abroad and the interactions I have with them are positive and even if we have our, you know, fights and whatever it may right. be, I can be a little bit more mindful of the bigger picture because when you're in it, you're experiencing it every day, you get really just bogged down by it. Exactly. It's not always Exactly. And it, it, bur- it burdens you, right? I mean, as much as for you sure. want to be there for your family and you you love them unconditionally, you'll be there for them. Uh, yeah. it, it is a lot to deal with, right? But um, yeah, like what's the grand plan? Where do you see yourself um, in five years or so? That's such an interview question, but you know how, how, I, how uh, I mean that. I have to pull out my... My textbook answers. <laughs> um, in reality, I, I don't like to plan so many years in advance. And I've stopped doing that because, like I said before, it puts a lot of pressure on you to achieve those things. Um, I think I ha- inherently have things that I really want in life that are a part of who I am is I, I want a family. You know, I want a level of stability in my life. I think anyone, it's not a, that's not a crazy idea. And that doesn't show, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, you want a family? We'd assume that you just want to travel the world and be like, your own girl. No, yeah. I, I, I really want a big family. I come from a big family and I love it. You see the beauty in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to start thinking about how I set up that part of my life. Um, you know, thinking about where do I want to live if I have kids. And have you started seeing your current boyfriend in that light or is it too early? Or I'm, I'm not sure how long um, it's been. We definitely talk about it a lot. I think we're both in the mindset, you know, we haven't been dating for really long we've known of each other for quite some time okay we haven't been dating for too long but it's nice i think at this age especially i don't i wouldn't want to get into it if he didn't have the same goals as me yeah absolutely we definitely have the same goals we talk about it a lot we're planning for the best we're planning 
you know, to live together and do all this stuff. But I think we're both open to what the world bring, presents and, and not putting pressures on ourselves. And that's the fundamental viewpoint that brings both of you together, right? Because... Yeah, yeah we're, we're both a little crazy. We love just doing fun stuff and going out and being adventurous. But I, I don't want to put pressure on him. And I think vice versa, it should be the same. We should be together to become the best versions of ourselves. And we've yet to discover that, you know. Okay, yeah. So we and that'll push- come with time, right? Yeah, and we keep pushing each other. We keep bringing that out in one another. And we care about each other like crazy. We, and we see the goal. We both want big families. We want those things. So there, everything is aligned. It's just a matter of us continuing to explore and learn about one another and grow in love essentially so yeah that that's kind of where I see myself I, I I'm, I'm a little tired from traveling too much I don't want to be moving around too much it's, it, it's exhausting right and so um is stability in your near future like do you think you've finally found a place where you can settle down and live at least f- five years there um I hope so I I, I think people the stability sometimes because it's not it's not like you said, right? Before? Yeah, I, I definitely, I do probably want to start, I want to start thinking about kids pretty soon. Um, not pretty soon, you know, when in life I feel like it's, it's the right time. Right. Um, I definitely, I, I don't want to say no to anything at this point. Right. You know, we haven't been, we haven't experienced life enough to say, this is it. This is going to be it. And I think the beauty of life is that you should never say that and always be open to any changes because you never know in life. You know, I, I, if someone told me five years ago that I would be living in for two years by myself and find someone amazing who then I would want to move with later on, I tell them they're crazy because I tell them, no, I'm with. I'm I relate in to that so much. It's, yeah, life is, you're life right. Life is insane. And even us catching up, you know, I think about just catching up with you. It's been so long since. And so much has happened that even the few conversations we've had, we haven't even covered. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, so much, so much has happened, right? It's crazy. And, but but that um, wrapping this up, that's what I want to tell you. I want to tell you that I value this friendship so much more because you, we can now see each other how much we've grown, right? Like uh, yeah. I remember you. I remember and. Uh, how driven you were academically. How driven you were to check off those boxes, as you mentioned before, yeah. right? And I was too. And you'd be like. Five years ago, you told me I'd quit my job, my glamorous job for this. Yeah. Of course, I tell you you're crazy, but that's what I valued. I, I I just valued getting that right job opportunity, working for that right company, outside looking in, right? Very glamorous. Yeah. But n- I was on the inside as well, and I saw how ugly it got. And just like yourself, I developed what I truly valued in my life. I've recognized that, and now I'm chasing that, right? Yeah. And my mental health, my awareness of life my awareness of my relationships around me because i i was damaging my own relationships around me as me well too. i wasn't the greatest son to my parents i 100%. wasn't the greatest friend yeah. to my friends you know what i mean like because i was so miserable about myself what value do i bring in anybody else's life yeah you're just constantly just being down on yourself right until you have that moment at the vietnam airport right and you said i'm done and i cannot complain about my life anymore and i only i'm in control of it and I'm going to do whatever I can to move forward and bring that happiness and live on my own terms, right? And see yeah. where that takes me. And immediately, as soon as I did that, everything just went on the upside. Because I I mean, yeah. Heartbreak Hotel is about our guests and not about the <laughs> resident manager here. So I have a story where I have a very, very similar story to you as well, where I come from, a, I came from a very toxic relationship 
that built my patience now. So when I, when I meet new people, when I, um, you know, whether it's, uh, I mean, I don't have a girlfriend now, but I know that I have matured so much in because she had mental health issues as well. It's crazy. Right? Who said, who would have thought our, our life story? Yeah, it's so crazy. Similar. She had, she had mental health issues as well. And I started off not, I started off being, oh man, that's crazy, this, that, blah, blah, blah. But when I educated myself on those issues, yeah. I started realizing this is something that's completely out of her control. I yeah. have to give her the benefit of the doubt and I have to um, give her that space to really recognize uh, herself and know that she's wanting to change. Mm-hmm. But she didn't. And that's why. <laughs> that relationship, you know, didn't really blossom the way it should have. But, you know, that's a story for another day when I yeah. get to sit in your seat. And yeah, I get hopefully. to check into my own hotel. You know that what would I mean? be awesome. <laughs> but uh, honestly, I cannot thank you enough for uh, sharing such a wonderful story, your heartbreaks, and most importantly, how you transformed um, your mentality from yeah. society's, you know, living by society's rules and then jumping the fence and moving away, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm sure it must be hard for your family to not have you around, but yeah. you're doing what makes you the happiest. And that's, you know, as your friend, I, that's what I value the most. Like you, at the end of the day, I do want to see you happy and you're doing that. So thank you once again. I hope your stay at Heartbreak Hotel has been, uh, has been comfortable, has been good. And been great. You're it's welcome. <laughs> you're welcome anytime. Thank you so much, man. Awesome. Thank you so much. Treat yourself to the upscale bathroom you deserve with products you'll love. Come into Lowe's and save on a Delta Center Set bathroom faucet for just $99 and a Delta Intuition Spot Shield Brush Nickel 2-in-1 Showerhead that was $49.98 and is now just $39.98. Your new bathroom sanctuary is waiting. Don't just do it yourself. Do it for yourself. Find more savings on everything you need for your DIY home projects at Lowe's today. Valid through 129 U.S. only.